Madness in Capitol Hill. Madness. But we're going to go on a different direction, ladies and gents. <laughs> Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business it's, it's Yeah, <laughs> well, there it no, is. No fires in Capitol Hill. Some, some, some heated stuff, but no fires. But we're gonna no bring fires. the fires today. Woo. Bringing the fire right here on the Business Bros, Business Bros Pod. But before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests, wherever he is. As we rise up in the podcast rankings, we will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest and schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at Business Bros Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. The world changed in 2020, and those changes are carrying into the new year. But one of the challenges that business owners face has not changed one bit. What's that challenge? Lead generation, of course. Lead gen is still something that business owners continually need to be doing, and our guest today is here to talk about what it takes to generate leads in a post-COVID world via LinkedIn. With over 10 years experience in sales and marketing with two Fortune 500 companies and having generated over a million business-to-business leads and interactions on his own, our guest knows and can teach you how to get you and your team out of the 2020 pandemic rut for a new year, new you. Joining us today from Lead Control Media, welcome to the show, Hayato Nakamura! You ready to rock and roll? I'm ready. I'm ready. You guys are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) We like to have fun. (laughs) All right, man. Uh, Look, I know things have changed and everybody has their social media that they go to, right? Right now, the big hype is Clubhouse. It's new. It's fresh. It's like radio stuff. Uh, Tell me about LinkedIn and how you've become so successful on it and why you shouldn't sleep on it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got the uh, two uh, two ends of the spectrum here. Things like Clubhouse, super exclusive. If you're not invited, you can't get on, right? So hard to know if you can be on it, even if you're on it or your clients on it, not sure. But then you got the other end of the spectrum, Instagram, Facebook, everybody's on it. But at the same time, they may not be thinking business when they connect. We got LinkedIn right in the middle where anybody can come on, but also your professional clientele is probably on there as well. And so then you got this amazing kind of window of opportunity here where LinkedIn saying, you know what? I want to be the next CNBC. I want to be the next Bloomberg. I don't want you to turn on the cable TV for your business news. Come on to LinkedIn. And if you show up to LinkedIn and actually be a healthy contributor to that space, well, hey, LinkedIn's going to bless your work. You get in front of your clients and customers. You build authority. You get leads. You make business. And then Christmas is all the more rosier next time it comes around. Dude, I, I, I like that. 
let's talk about how you connect with people because dude there's so many people on linkedin we've used the platform called connected and it's uh it's basically ai stuff so what how it works is we set up an initial conversation as soon as somebody connects then we can take over the conversation and we can go from there uh and it's it's an automated way of getting that conversation started how do we separate ourselves so that we make sure, you know, I don't want to talk to a bot. I want to talk to a person and I understand mm -hmm. the power of AI, but I still want to be a person when I connect with people. Yep. Yep. And uh, this is really going to depend on the kind of business that they're in because some businesses, you know what, their sales cycle is really short. All they need to do is just go out aggressively. Hey, Hernan, you want to do this? Answer is no. Great. I'm just moving on. And that's their business cycle. And that is fine. In that sense, maybe doing automation through Connected or Skylead or Expandy, any of these kind of things really suits you fine. Uh, but then on the other end, you have a lot of businesses that may have a longer sales cycle. And it's not so much, hey, do you want to do business? But rather, you got to collaborate, you got to network, you got to get to know each other, you got to earn trust and familiarity. And then can you finally actually lead them into a sales conversation, right? And most people are somewhere in the middle, right? You, you have a shorter, maybe medium sales cycle. You got to get to know each other, but also you don't have to wait forever either. What do you do, right? And in the, in the platform of LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is so, I don't know who decides these things, but in the platform of LinkedIn, people are so uh, uh, afraid of making it a spammy environment that maybe some recruiters or insurance salespeople or whatever, maybe financial advisors have made it. They're really focusing on clamping down a little bit on the automation side of things. Uh, there are some people who have had their accounts banned because they were just spamming. Now, if you're just being courteous, just using uh, automation to uh, take over human labor, that's okay. But if you just keep spamming people, LinkedIn will catch on to that. So that's not really a go-to. So then what do you do in the long run here to build visibility? It really comes down to, can you engage with people on an authentic matter? Ensure that it's not just offense, offense, offense on the messages all the time, but rather going into what people posted. Are you, can you comment on that? Can you like on that? Can you stay in front of them in that way? And then also produce content for yourself so that then they, they're not thinking about you, can see you in the newsfeed and say, hey, you know what, Hernan, he's he's kind of a business guy. Like he's got this fun podcast. I haven't listened to that lately. He got distracted. Maybe I'll come back onto that. And you continue to build authority in that way. Content creation is how we stay in front of people uh, on a regular basis now. And there's so many different platforms and you're creating content specifically for each individual platform, whether it's, uh, you know, we take our long form, we chop it up into small pieces, but how we format it, what the heading is, what our hook is, what the story is, all that can be different for different platforms. You're spending your time focusing on B2B sales. Yep. How does that differ when you're creating your content or your connections uh, on LinkedIn? Yeah, good call. And so uh, in the world of LinkedIn, uh, we want to understand that LinkedIn in 2020, uh, this is already a trend that's been happening over the past number of years, but especially in 2020, the world has now realized that it's not a place to act as an online resume, uh, meaning People used to know each other from somewhere and then kind of come onto LinkedIn and vet each other out a little bit. It was a validation. Point. It was an online resume. But now in 2020, you know, I can't, let's say, go have a drink with you as easily. I can't go to the same convention with you. Uh, and so now LinkedIn is becoming the first point of contact, which then means that LinkedIn needs to act more like an advertisement. When we think about LinkedIn acting more like an advertisement to start the conversation rather than to validate your existence, then that means that the content that you produce really should be something that builds your authority and builds enough intrigue in the mind of the other person to say, hey, you know what? Maybe Hayato knows what he's talking about. 
right? Maybe, maybe he's worth actually connecting back with. And so when we have that kind of gear in mind, then that allows you to say, these are the types of people that I'm connecting with. This is the information that I need to know that they know that I know. Mm. And then that way, the content then. I didn't think you had it in you. All right. <clears throat> well, let, let's make sure that we have that intro space set up, right? So let's assume that you're putting out content because I've been I've been on LinkedIn quite a bit lately. Uh, it's one of the one of my go to ones, and so I'm checking out the feed as it comes through, and it's starting to look a lot like Facebook used to look. It's not a hundred percent business. You start to see, you know, uh, family pictures. You're starting to see some memes pop up in and there. So it's yep. it's getting a little more personal. But when I go to, you know, when, when there's some sort of piece of content that grabs my attention and I click on their profile, there's all kinds of different people who have different types of bios. What should I put in my bio to kind of make me stand out? Yeah, I think it's going to depend on who you're trying to, to attract here, right? So let's say you're a life coach for CFOs. The way that you portray yourself is going to be a little bit more in the personal realm rather than a business professional realm, probably. But let's say that you're a career coach for CFOs who are trying to climb the corporate ladder within a fortune 500 setting then you better show yourself as being that corporate kind of crisp white collar professional because the cfo needs to resonate with that kind of person so again it depends on who you're going for and what you're serving uh, up to that clientele and so i think that's where the dichotomy then begins in our case because we're going after certain business professionals who want to be able to have more conversations started on linkedin so that they don't have to go networking they don't have to expose themselves to the rona whatever it is then that turns into somewhere in between right to say you know what you are a business professional we understand what you're trying to do but we're also corporate enough to understand that corporate business and sales cycles all these kind of things are important to you so it's somewhere in the medium that we have to portray ourselves it really depends on who you're going for and what you're going to serve up to them if you have a certain example that we should investigate like i'm all for it but that would be the general answer that i give to that all right well uh, yeah let's let's use that for example we're about to where we've completed all, a lot of our back-end stuff for mm -hmm. partnering with loan officers to help them add insurance effectively into their business so if, if, if that's who i'm targeting right if, if i'm going after loan officers um what what type of I don't know. I, I'm trying to think like what type of sales, should I adjust my bio? Should I adjust my, uh, my initial contact approach? What would be my most effective use of my time? I think the most effective use of your time would be depending on how you, um, so not every loan officer is going to be right for you to connect with. I imagine, right? They, they need to have an established business. They need to have an established clientele uh, so that once they include your insurance related services in, then, you know, you know, that they can actually handle the business, right? Uh, not all referrals are created equally. So then once we understand that, you can then go after those people. And let's say you come up with your top 100 list of you know, loan officers. Obviously insurance is uh, state regulated in most cases. So you have a certain geography that you can work within. Now, if you can go into Sales Navigator and decide, you know what, I'm gonna find the top 100 people that I'd really like to network with. Because if I connect with this person, that then turns into five other relationships because this person is already an authority in that space, let's just say. Mm -hmm. So then you create that top 100 and then you can go into their profile, scroll down to the middle section where it says all activity. And a lot of people don't bother to hide that, even though you can, you click on that and then it's going to show you what they liked, what they said was an insightful, what they loved, what they commented on or what they even posted themselves. 
And then what you can do is essentially with your time, go in and comment on everything that they commented on. And if let's say you're chasing, you know, uh, um, loan officer, uh, uh, Julie, let's just say, then you, you might just stalk her in her comments and say, Hey, Julie, that's an excellent point. Hey, Julie, I, I, didn't, I didn't know about this. Thanks for bringing the attention to this uh, uh, certain article. Wow, that's really interesting. Or cheering you on, whatever it is. And that way, in a non-spammy way, without actually having going directly to your inbox, which of course you can, you can actually show up in a way that says, you know what? I'm in the same networking meeting. I'm here to shake your hand, just trying to give you a tap on the back. Hey, just letting you know I'm here, Julie. And that's how you can get in front of your people. There's Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. Exactly, exactly my point, dude. But that's yeah. that's money right there. Like that's I didn't know that that was. I knew that the activities was on my profile. I didn't know that I can see it on somebody else's profile. That's dude. That's that's what in our industry and in the real estate industry. That's your due diligence. Like you're mm -hmm. literally going in and you're saying who do I want to talk to, and then you go in and see what are they already talking about. And and it's a it's a that's a cheat code, man. That's impressive. I I love that. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, there is a chance. I'm going to start doing that and target them just specifically because that's yep. the, the hardest thing to do is to make that connection. And what I tell people all the time is it doesn't matter what platform you're on. When somebody posts something, the only reason they post is because they want attention. And if you're the one giving them that attention, that thumbs up, that comment, that like, that share, they're starting to look at you like, hey, I don't know who this is, but I like that person. That's a cool person. Yep. Hey, I mean, all right, you, you got any more money strategies you can share with me? Because that, that was powerful right there. That one, I'm stealing that one. So, so, so then let's back up one step there and decide, well, how do I go and construct this top 100 list that I want to talk to, right? Let's say your audience, they're not familiar with LinkedIn as much as you are. They know that it's out there. They should get on. And the thing is, you can still get a 14-day trial on the main subscription in LinkedIn that you should get, which is called Sales Navigator. It's a mere 80 bucks a month, right? Like if you don't have 80 bucks a month, you're not in business, obviously. Get onto that thing. And then once you search, let's say loan officer within a certain geography that has at least a certain number of experience, and they might have a certain title within that loan brokerage, whatever it is, you know, go through your criteria. Then once the list comes up on the top uh, uh, column there, it's going to say, well, this pulled up 2000 leads or whatever it is. And it's going to go down, you know, 45 people here changed jobs within the past 90 days. And you keep scrolling to the right. And I believe it's the third or fourth column there. It's going to say this many people were actually active on LinkedIn posted in the past 30 days, right? And that's basically, if they have already posted in the past, you know, to your comment a second ago, that means, hey, I'm posting, I want people to see me, they're active on there. So then you might as well go after those people, send them a message, and then also come into their, uh, their content and comment on them so that they can feel good about whatever that is that they're posting. We all like it when somebody likes our stuff. We all like it when someone reads our stuff, right? That's a great way to build a lead list that way too. That's powerful. Look, it's he ain't lying. He ain't lying. Yeah, right. We're warming them up, right? You know, there's a difference between you know, back in the day it was cold calling. You pick up the phone and you call somebody, you had no way of them knowing who you are, you knowing who they are. That's the whole point of having a cold call, right? right. But there are strategies that we used to use even back then. You'd have post mail uh, uh uh postcard campaigns and you'd send mailers out and you'd you kind of 
bring that brand recognition, knowing that people are going to throw it away anyways, but they've seen it. They've seen it. Maybe a radio uh, commercial, maybe a little bit of a TV spot so that when you did make that phone call, it wasn't as cold anymore. You start to warm up that audience. This is doing the exact same thing. You can send a DM and say, hey, I want to connect with you. And you look at the DM like, who the hell are you? But if you've already been commenting, you're increasing that, uh, probability that when you send a dm they're going to be like hey yeah of course i'm going to connect with you you're awesome you're one of the most uh i don't know most frequent like i don't know how do you say that on on a social media page the person <laughs> who's frequently liked my stuff or commented on my stuff yep yep so, and they love you for that yep and to so add that, one more point to that then uh you know you bring up the whole uh um ability to connect easier right one more thing to bring into that uh for your audience and also for you guys is if you don't want to wait around, right, and say, you know what, every week for the next four weeks, I'm going to come on to Julie's post and comment, you know, let's say you don't want to wait, right? In that case, if in that activity list, you see that Julie tends to comment on so-and-so's post a lot, and maybe that person's an influencer in that space, right, or coach in that space, whatever it is, then when you actually send a connection invite in that little note that you can write, right, instead of saying, hey, my name's this, and I was hoping to network, which is just too generic, you might say, hey, I noticed that you commented on so-and-so's coach. His content is amazing, too. I saw you on there. That's why I wanted to reach out to you. And then, now they can't deny you, <laughs> given you guys have uh, built-in camaraderie in that in that sense. I had a, are, are you single or are you married? <laughs> I'm married. I'm married as of today. You know. Okay. 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 Because I was gonna say you got some great dating advice going on right here. Because dude, that's really what we're doing, right? You're dating well, your, your prospects. I mean, literally, you're like, if you walk up to a girl at the bar and you're like, "Hey, can I get you a drink?" That's kind of played out. But you're finding every single side angle to get to know this person, so that when you come up, it's almost like they're welcoming you to have a seat at the table. I mean, those those are great strategies. Uh, I, uh, a ten, a ten. That's right. Give it a ten. All right. Well, this is very good for talking to people. Now, your strat, your your specialty is in business to business, right? And and a lot of times people kind of confuse this part because you know you're assuming that you're gonna sell to a business, but what people fail to realize is that no matter what sales transaction happens, you might be a business to business. Uh, type of uh, lead creator or or salesperson, but ultimately the person who's gonna cut you a check is just that a yep. person. Yep. All right. Totally so totally how, how does that differ in your strategy once you make that connection? Yeah. Good call. Good call. And so uh, let's say we are blind to the human being and decide that insurance broker, commercial insurance broker wants to approach a warehousing company. The only lens that we would have on is about the warehousing company having certain property risks or whatever it may be, right? Just looking at the corporation. But once, you know, to your point, we understand that at the end of the day, the person who cuts you the check or signs the broker record or, you know, agrees on the loan sign off, whatever it is, is an actual person, then we're not just looking at the warehousing company that we're actually approaching, but also that person being, let's say, a CFO within that picture of things. And then you can start to get into their life a little bit. And if you want to do a little bit of stalking, you can find their Facebook, their Instagram, their Twitter, and all that kind of stuff, and really start to see that that CFO has only been there two and a half years, right? And a lot of the people in the company tend to be there for 30 years. So are there certain 
maybe career struggles that are happening as that person still has to learn to build credibility within that environment because everyone else tends to be there longer. Who knows? These are certain nuances that come into play. And once you have that kind of stuff in mind, then the conversation that you start with them inside of LinkedIn may be a little bit more career oriented rather than business warehousing and insurance oriented. Now you are going to be guessing to a certain extent, but nonetheless, with a little bit of internet stalking, you can find these things on the professionals. So that would be something that I encourage our clients to do. I like that because you, you, you know, back in the day when you're going B2B, when you're knocking on doors, you have so many gatekeepers that are blocking you from talking to the decision makers, uh, where now using these type of strategies, you're either going around those gatekeepers or you're befriending those gatekeepers prior to even making your pitch. Right. So, uh, so in your in your line of work, what? How do you define work in that case? What you know, if there's eight hours in their day that you're sitting behind, you know, your desk or whatever, what is it that you're doing in an eight-hour day uh, mm -hmm. that you constitute as work? As in, you're talking about our business, or you're talking about yeah. the leads? What do you mean? In the lead generation. In, you're right, in the lead generation world of things. And so what we constitute is your, uh, you know, given it's January 1st, I think that'll be um, important for us to bring up is everyone's doing goal setting, right? They call them resolutions, whatever you, you got these ambitious goals. And a lot of people fail on those, as most of your listeners probably know, because they have these lofty goals, but they don't have the daily habits built in, right? You want to make sure that the goals are uncomfortable but at the, and ambitious, but at the same time, the habits need to be comfortable so that you won't be jaded by the little steps that you take along the way, right? Yeah. Uh, we, I think we all know these things, but you know, fail to implement it many times. But anyways, from a daily habit standpoint, it really does, for me, at least in my business of things, it comes down to, let's say we have, we got two different types of uh, um, clientele. Some are just strictly coaching, which means we teach them what to do and they go do it themselves. But then another type of client is we do it all for you because they don't got the time to do it. Let's take that example. When we do that for them, a lot of it really uh, surrounds what types of hashtags and what kind of topics and what kind of influencers does that person need to, I guess, relate by association? See, if I can take, I don't want to call them nobodies, that sounds rude, but essentially in the grand scheme of 700 million people being on LinkedIn, our clients are nobodies, right? And for that client to become noticed as a somebody, they need to build authority mainly by associations and credibility by, let's say, being attached to certain people. And so we want to then find the influencers in that space to ensure that, let's say, Julie is seeing on equal footing with Jacob, who's already famous, right? And how do we do that? There's going to be a content strategy that goes into Julie. There's going to be a little bit of Julie interacting on Jacob, the influencer's content, so that other people who are following Jacob also see Julie in there. In the, content, in the comment stream. And that kind of authority building really is the majority of the work that needs to happen. Now, on top of that, you can use automation and message sending and all that kind of stuff. But the main brain power that really comes in is how do we actually find identity by association for our clients and even our coaching clients to actually go in and associate themselves with people who have already a higher status in that ecosystem they're trying to sell into. You you make it sound so easy, like it, it, you know. I mean, it's 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 uh, it sounds simple, but it's not easy, right? It it in this process might take a little bit of time. When when you to today, Junior. If only, if only, right? But it, it's going to take us a little bit of time. I, I, I'll give you an example for, for our podcast alone. You know, I remember we interviewed Andy Cruz way back when and he gave us these four pillars. He's like, look, when you first start in any space, you're invisible. The ones you call the nobodies, you're invisible. Uh, then you have to go from invisible to visible. 
and then from visible to credible and then from credible to profitable that is that is you know a path that everyone has to take now some really accelerate from invisible to visible but just because you're visible doesn't mean that you're credible and just because you're credible doesn't mean that you're profitable so when you talk to a client and trying to get them through this whole process what's the time frame look like and you know what kind of what kind of promises or expectations do you set with them yeah, I set expectations by showing them basically the big spectrum of what this looks like, right? Take, for example, we had a client come on, she was in the insurance space, but focusing specifically in the cannabis space. And cannabis, you know, the, the plant touching guys, the people who are actually growing the weed, if you will, uh, they're not so much on LinkedIn. But then we strategized together and realized, that, you know what, the periphery uh, uh, services, like let's say accountants who want to go CBD specific or the lawyers who want to go CBD specific, they were open to connecting. So then in the first three weeks, we got her like a hundred conversations with new network uh, arrangement. That's a, that's a three week, hundred conversation. Now suddenly she had to shut the system off because, Hey, what do we do? Like uh, just too much work. I, I got the next four weeks of calls planned out. Right. But then on the other hand, you have people who have been at this hard for, let's say 60 days doing the content posting and actually engaging with people and commenting. But you know what, in the construction space that had a very good year uh, because they were considered essential and they got plenty of work. They weren't really on their computer looking to network with a bunch of other people. They just had work coming in, right? Um, and so you got the dichotomy. I just show them this is the reality of it. Now, is it always the case that as long as you stick to it, you can uh, um, develop authority and credibility and get leads in the door? Absolutely, absolutely. But at the same time, as for time commitments, we would say 60 to 90 days just to be safe. I want you to understand that you're building the fundamentals just like you would have learned in your first two years of working at any company out of school, right? Build the fundamentals so that you can actually accelerate. But we don't make any fake promises to say you're going to be like so-and-so who got 100 conversations in three weeks. I don't don't want to get him, get, get, get into that trouble. What you mean you can't turn me into a Kardashian overnight? What do you, what's wrong with you? I don't like, come on, man. I don't think it means what you think it means. Exactly, man. That's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that magic pill. I'm looking for that easy answer, man. I, I, I want that button for you to just hit and then take my Instagram to, you know, 10,000 or my LinkedIn to, you know, so many connections. Right. Uh, there are cheat codes like that. There are things that you can do to really accelerate your following or your connection base on mm -hmm. all these different platforms. Why shouldn't we be doing that? Why shouldn't we be taking, what do you, what do you mean there? State the question again for me. Uh, why, why shouldn't we be hitting that fast forward button on these connections and yeah. hitting those cheat codes? No, good call. The, uh, the use of, let's say, things like automation to say, I sit back and it just sends out a bunch of invites. You know, th that was a cheat code that was definitely working really, really well and still does, depending on the uh, atmosphere that you're going into within LinkedIn, right? But at the end of the day, LinkedIn still continues to strive to bless people who are actually building authentic relationships. Like anything, they're reading all your conversations. They know who's responding. They know which conversations actually materialized into helpful things because they got their AI running in the background, right? They can see the response that says, no, Hernan, don't contact me and see the difference with, hey, Hernan, that's really interesting. Should we get on a call? They, they, can, they can read that, obviously. And so LinkedIn just has a certain bent to say, we want to be the largest and most profound business professional networking group in the world. And at the end of the day, the cheat code is basically having the right habits to do the fundamentals that say, I'm here to build credibility. I'm here to collaborate. And I'm here to give. And it's just like real life, like has always been. <laughs> I, I like how we, we've talked about uh, things that we should do when we're commenting to other people, how to connect with other people, how to get into those conversations. The only thing we didn't touch on was 
what should I post or should I, should I even be posting at all? Should I just keep in, in, in the conversation space, conversating on other people's posts or should I be creating some activity of my own? Yeah, good call, good call. So if you can post on a daily basis, that would be great because LinkedIn currently doesn't have enough content to go around for all 700 million people, right? The thing with Facebook and Instagram is that there's tons of people, just selfies or whatever it is. This is These are all pieces of content. The content stream is flooded, right? That's the issue that we've seen with uh, Twitter as well. So Facebook and Instagram learn from Twitter's issues and have curbed back on how much content will be seen. So if I as a nobody show up, it's very hard for me to be seen on Instagram or Facebook to strangers. But LinkedIn, on the other hand, pushing 700 million users, really only has 1% or less of its user base that posts on a regular basis. So they're like, hey, give me more content. But until that actually happens, until the floodgates actually open, well, then you post something and they are more than happy to show it to a bunch of people. So if you can post on a daily basis, that would be great. Now, then the question is, what should I post? And the funny thing about LinkedIn is currently still that they are in a situation where they're still trying to increase the amount of time that people spend on the platform because that's how financial, uh, uh, that's financially lucrative for them, right? The more hours that your users spend on LinkedIn, the more eyeballs they can say, hey, advertiser, come and advertise with us, give us your money, right? And so with that said, then they have to go on understanding what kind of content seems to keep people on. And they only have the records of the things that actually worked. And then things that actually work tend to be a little bit more boring, unfortunately, to call that boring business content. Like let's say the HR world, the recruiting world, the type of content that they might post might be like a 10 line, simple two cent opinion on the current trends around hiring. It might give you like the five points to, uh, uh, to optimize your resume. You know, that can be something that a recruiter does every week in and out, and they will get thousands and thousands of views. Seen it ourselves. We've done it for our clients. So it's a strange thing where you don't want to overthink content on LinkedIn, because if you do what LinkedIn likes, you get blessed. And if you do what you like, which tends to be more unique or maybe not necessarily content appropriate to your professional clientele, this and that, or doesn't have a track record inside of LinkedIn to say this works, then you might not get the kind of reach that you're looking for. So in a way, the boring stuff still does really, really well on LinkedIn. Dude, I was and that that kind of sucks, man. I was I was having this image in my mind of like making it rain on like some mortgage professionals or something. I was like, dude, that would be awesome. But uh maybe stick to the boring stuff. Okay, cool. That 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 totally makes sense though. Uh all right, last couple of things. I want to make sure that our audience uh knows how to get a hold of you if they want to work with you. So yep. let them know. Uh also auto uh for the people listening uh yep. that are not watching, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have a website up. So go ahead and check that out. You know, we're not big on uh, um, uh, Instagram or Facebook or anything, but our website is Lead Control Media. That's, you know, one word, leadcontrolmedia.com, business hyphen leads. That's business hyphen leads. Or you can go and find me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash IN. Um, go ahead and put me in as Hayato Nakamura or either one word, Hayato and voice. Uh, and uh, you'll find me there. So let's connect and let's have a conversation. And at the end of the day, for most people, I think the opportunity on LinkedIn is still largely unknown, not for the reasons that they don't believe that it's a big platform, but usually for the reasons that they don't know whether their prospects, their customers, their clientele are there to be found on LinkedIn, right? And so that'll be probably one of the first conversations we'll have. Let's talk about it. We'll show you with the platform open, whether they're there or not. But you know what? If there are, then, you know, hopefully we we'll get to work with you, so. A lot of potential for aggressive expansion. <laughs> Who wants to join my team? <laughs> All right, I, uh, I, I, look, 
you've been on a couple podcasts now. You were on the Insurance Bro Show. Uh, what's your experience been like uh, from going to show to show and your compared to to our our podcast? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is uh, um, just something for your listeners here. Many of you are probably familiar with how podcasts operate in that, but you're so used to listening to good podcasts that you've forgotten that bad podcasts exist out there. So before you <laughs> write this one off or the insurance one off, I just want to let you know that once, you know, I, I've been on different podcasts too, and it was basically just very straightforward. Hey, Hayato, tell us what you do. And it's like this strange, strange, boring Bloomberg interview, right? Whereas these guys, the questions that they ask are really business pointed because they themselves are practitioners of business, right? They're not the 19 year old freelancer life coach who has no experience, just like asking random questions and trying to gain, gain fame. Um, these guys actually run a business. So, you know, I commend you for being here and uh, yeah, again, to you, to you both, you know, encouragements to just keep going with us. Appreciate the kind of questions that you bring up because it matters, you know, that you guys are practitioners. Dude, it's all about having a great conversation with people. That's I think you, if there's one thing I learned from you today is to be a human being. Even though it's a digital space, be a human being. And I believe the same thing goes in the in the podcast space. Bring your energy, have some fun, get ready to have a conversation because that's what it's about and that's what people are going to connect with. Uh, they're going to like you for you. Even if you're talking to a B2B type salesperson, it's still a person to person. I like human to human, the H to H connections. All right, Hayato, thank you very much for joining thank us, you. ladies and gentlemen. I guess now that you're done watching the Business Bros podcast, you can get back to the craziness going on in Capitol Hill. Take care of yourself, ladies and gentlemen. We love you. Be good people. Look, I already know that, you know, human-human connection. We are all human beings. Can we all just get along here? Be good to each other. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.